0: Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. New Hampshire results are in, plus a conversation with Jonathan Rumi. We'll have those top stories and more coming up on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us your thoughts as well. We'd love to hear from you. Quick Start Podcast at CBN Joining me now to get through the news of the Cray, Trey Gones phillips on this hump day. We got Billy is still on assignment filming, and we're holding down the fort here. Trey, what's up? Happy Wednesday. What is up? Uh, yeah. yeah, happy hump day to you. <laughs> we are on the move, and I mean, I can't even, without further ado, I just I just saw this video that you're going to talk about on the Focus story from this Amazon Prime series. What in the world is going on with this thing?
1: Oh, man, it's <laughs> oh, my it's just based on the Bible enough to make you lose your mind, because it starts with, I, I guess the only things that are biblical is that God and Satan are in it, but right. everything else is completely,
0: you, completely it, twisted. But so it, it feels like we're going to talk about it, but it feels like it has like this, the, the vibe of it is like, it's telling you the Bible story. That's what it feels like. But it it's starts way out
1: promising. Off. It starts. Out, so the trailer is two minutes and it starts out promising. And then. Yeah, it it quickly derails.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it coming up. Also, uh, on the main thing, Trey's conversation with Jonathan Rumi, who, of course, is from The Chosen. And we will have that conversation for the main thing. He talked about a lot of stuff, including uh, his reaction to learning that his image is one of the first pictures people often associate with Jesus. So what's that like? And what's his response? So we'll get that and more coming up on the podcast but first we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds just over a week since former president donald trump won in iowa in the gop republican primary he also won last night in new hampshire defeating nikki haley his last remaining major rival for the gop presidential nomination he said he's very honored by the result meanwhile Nikki Haley said in a speech to supporters last night that although the race was called and she acknowledged and congratulated Donald Trump on his victory, she said he earned it. And I want to acknowledge that. She also added that you've heard the chatter among the political class. Now they're falling all over themselves, saying the race is over. Well, I have news for them. New Hampshire is the first, is first in the nation. It is not last in the nation. This race is far from over. With 91% of the votes in this morning, former president Trump held a 54.5 to 43.2% lead that was narrower than polls projected, but this state's a little different than most where Democrats can vote in the GOP primary and DeSantis was no longer in the mix, despite all those factors, many of which helped Haley. She finished a distant second, but she is vowing to continue. South Carolina is up next, and former President Trump holds a commanding lead. And a Christian baker in Bakersfield, California, once again asked the state court last week to protect her ability to operate her bakery in accordance with her faith. In California Department of Civil Rights versus Tastries, Kathy Miller said she wants to continue serving her local Bakersfield community at her bakery, a vision she's brought to life over a decade ago, But California opened an investigation into her after she explained to a same-sex couple that her faith did not allow her to design their wedding cake. And University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh revealed a stunning stat last week at the 51st annual March for Life rally in Washington, D.C. He said he's the coach of this year's national championship football team in college. He said that over 70 of his players have been baptized this past season. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at cbnnews.com. That's pretty cool. I mean, you see this sometimes in sports. It's like these mini revivals that happen within locker rooms. And, you know, having been part of a college team, albeit on a smaller scale myself, you do have that camaraderie with with a group of folks and a group of guys and a group of, in some cases, women, uh, depending on the sport. And so... You get that camaraderie going and when faith catches fire, it's really cool to see. And apparently seventy people on that University of Michigan team um, profess their faith in Christ, which is really great to see. Also, it was great just to see Jim Harbaugh out there. I'm sure you were trying to catch up with him, Trey, but I'm also sure he was probably pretty sought after. So, but uh pretty pretty good to see him there as well.
1: Yeah, it is awesome to see people who have uh, a position of prominence in culture, whether it's as a celebrity in the entertainment world or if it's somebody in the sports world who's using their platform to elevate their faith and to talk about things of God and to, in Harbaugh's case, to be advocating for those who can't advocate for themselves, which is the unborn. I think uh, that's awesome. Um, and it's also cool when we see, like you were saying, just kind of moves of the Holy Spirit throughout uh, groups of people. And a lot of times it does seem to be happening in in locker rooms or in arenas or stadiums, you know, with one athlete kind of uh, leading the charge with their faith. Like I, obviously Tim Tebow is one who always comes to mind. And then mm-hmm. Others who are, maybe they don't come to Christ, but they certainly are being exposed to things of the Lord. So uh, it raises curiosities that might not otherwise be there. And I think often it's cliche, but it is biblical. We have not because we ask not. I think we're we're not asking the Holy Spirit to maybe move in our community or to move in, in a group of people around us. And uh, then even if we are, we're not always listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking to myself just as much as yeah. anybody else. So uh, I think a good takeaway from stories like this is learning to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and your own sphere of influence, whatever it is, because you never know what, you know, what instance of obedience is going to lead to something like, like the revival that's happening in, in locker rooms.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. A hundred percent. Uh, no doubt about it. And, um, look, I'm just for one thankful that you have people like because they again we've said this before with similar situation but it's very it would be easy for them just not to say anything right like this is absolutely this is a controversial issue and there's going to be a cost at some point and so why not you know and so it would be very easy to justify not saying anything and so they don't have to and so i'm i'm just glad they do in these circumstances so yeah for sure all right, well, we are going to head on over to our focus story now because this thing is just insane. I don't I really understand what Amazon Prime... I
1: think Prime... Amazon needs a revival now. Yes. So. Amazon Sorry needs... to interrupt you, but yes. No, no,
0: I'm glad you brought that up because if, if it can happen in the <laughs> Michigan locker room, uh, maybe it'll happen in the locker room over at Amazon Prime <laughs> Video. Uh, but they've got a new animated series called Has Been Hotel what's this thing all about
1: okay so the, the <laughs> series red. i mean it's it honestly i'm i'm just as perplexed as far as how to explain the series because even if you go and, and watch the trailer the trailer itself is confusing well i have the uh, trailer
0: here i mean maybe we just play a few seconds of the audio i mean i know you can't see it um, yeah but that might help That yeah, might help. Not? it's a two-minute trailer i'm not going to play the whole thing but i'll just i'll play a few moments of it here you get it You get an idea of the sorts of things they're saying. Here we go.
1: Once upon a time, there was a glowing city protected by golden gates known as heaven. It was ruled by beings of pure light, angels that worshipped good and shielded all from evil. Lucifer was one of these angels. He was a dreamer with fantastical (laughs) ideas for all of creation, but he was seen as a troublemaker by the elders of heaven. For they felt his way of thinking was dangerous to the order of their world. So he watched as the angels began to expand the universe in their ways. From the dust of Earth, they
0: created Adam and Lilith. And Lilith. See, I don't know. It, it goes off the rails here. Eve comes back into this after. And yes. uh, so you, there, you get the idea. This is sort of and it, it gets more convoluted and confusing, but. That's the vibe. It absolutely does
1: get more convoluted and confusing. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, Adam and Lilith in this uh, in this instance, and apparently Lilith is part. of, There's there's a Jewish folklore here that's kind of being intertwined with the Protestant, obviously New Testament uh, and and Genesis story. Um, So. Or Old Testament Genesis story. I mean, uh, so anyway, there, there's a lot of different stories that are being woven in throughout here. It's very loosely based on scripture. It starts out as you said, Dan. It kind of sounds good, like okay, I'm, I'm I'm tracking with you for the first few seconds, uh, and then it, angels it goes, ruling
0: heaven though is kind of again like a right, little it's bit not off. Quite but it's, there, right? But, it's not know. quite there. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's Amazon Prime. (laughs) um, But the series was actually created or I should say the first episode. The pilot was created back in 2019. It ended up on YouTube. That's where the creator first aired it kind of for free. You could go on YouTube and you could watch the 30 minute uh, pilot. Uh, It was the creator of the show described to Hollywood Reporter the series as kind of a passion project that she didn't actually think was going to become a series. And then A24 which is a big studio in Hollywood. They ultimately picked it up, and and then it uh, has turned into a series that's eight episodes that are going to be debuting on Amazon Prime starting this week, and the eight episodes subsequently will follow in the weeks to come. So the series or the concept itself is not actually new. It's been around for several years, uh, but this is the first time that it's getting mass exposure to obviously millions of people who subscribe to Amazon Prime or who follow Amazon Prime on uh, any social media platform. Platform, they're going to see you know clips from this series, uh, which so like I said, Lilith is it was originally according to the storyline here it was Adam and Lilith, uh, and then Lilith. Uh, so the the whole creation story is kind of painted as patriarchal, yes. uh, naturally as as Hollywood would do. Right. Uh, so uh, Lilith rebels against Adam and rebels against the patriarchy and decides uh, that she's not going to go along with the story of creation as Christians would know it. Uh, so she ends up being kind of listed, you know, written off as as this bad person, uh, and then she you know descends into I guess what we could describe as hell. I think they call it the dark place in this Mm -hmm. series Uh, and she ends up coupling up with Lucifer uh, and then they have a child who's then the princess of hell uh, who then feels so badly for Lucifer who uh, if you watch the full trailer you'll see he's, he's this he he was just kind of a rabble rouser, but he was really a really great guy. Right. He was just super you creative. You kind of hear that.
0: You hear that in the beginning of the clip we played there. They said yes. he had really
1: great ideas. <laughs> right. and And the angels... Boy just did not like how how free and open open-minded he was he's was just too much of a free spirit so he was kind of cast into hell but he, he's kind of depicted as this misunderstood artist rather than this evil figure who was disobedient to the lord and was uh, separated from heaven and cast into hell and became obviously the the prince and power of the air according to scripture yeah. that story is kind of written off and he becomes this actually this good guy who has become a victim of the system of the patriarchal system uh, and his daughter the daughter that he and lilith lucifer and lilith had becomes the princess of hell uh, and she's just trying to help lucifer and the other demons redeem themselves and 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 show the world that they're actually not bad they're just misunderstood and they ought to be let back into heaven uh so that's kind of loosely the storyline yeah, but there's a lot more in there if you read about it you can there's so much more in there, like the creator also uh she weaves in prostitution into the storyline and how prostitutes, what she would call sex workers are just misunderstood people as well. And it's, it's not actually a bad thing. Uh, and, and, and they need to be, uh, they need to be seen as actually good people who are providing a, a good service, a good and moral service to the world. So really I think they're, it's just, the spiritual blindness of the world turned into an animated series, right? It's taking all of these terrible, it's, terrible themes that scripture tells us, uh, that the Lord tells us is awful, and some way twists them into actually being good things that are just misunderstood.
0: Yeah, and the fact that they are making it essentially try to resemble the biblical account of yeah. creation is is just wicked and evil in and of itself. And the fact that they kind of, you know, I, I remember when during COVID, I kind of had this irritation towards there was this tendency in this trend to put soft emotional music towards things like a mandate that I shouldn't be, that I shouldn't, that we wouldn't want people to like be excited about. But there's this little trick about putting happy music and putting sentimental music on top of things that are awful and then trying to get us to like it and go along with it. and. I kind of felt like that. That's sort of what they were doing here. They they put on like when they're talking about Satan and Lucifer, and they put on this happy music. And like you heard the announcer say, and he had great ideas and he was wonderful. Like that's very that's that's just evil. Yeah, I don't really know how else to describe it. But um, what you know what? So that's my reaction and listening to that. Trey, a couple questions here. Why is this thing getting attention now? You mentioned that they had had this out before. And what's the reaction been now that we've seen sort of this viral clip?
1: Well, I think to your earlier point, you're, I think you're correct in that we we often try to paint things with with a a, a really colorful and kind of um, rose-colored lens. Uh, so even if it's bad and it's wrong, we try to kind of pass it off as as okay. But that's just, that's what Satan does, right? I mean, I'm not trying to give Satan more credit than his due. I mean, right, we're a sinful, right. broken human beings, so we are fully capable of messing things up yeah. all on our own without Satan. But we also know, according to scripture, that Satan is the prince and power of the air, uh, and he's going to do everything he can to attract us. And I think often sin does look really appealing right that's if if sin didn't look appealing none of us would be really tempted we wouldn't need uh, redemption from a savior because we could just resist it on our own but the reality is is that we're too weak to resist it on our own it is really tempting it is alluring to us uh, so for you know among other reasons that's one of the reasons why we need a savior who can uh, of course redeem us so and often too i think these evil things of the world things that that god paints as depraved and makes clear in scripture are are depraved. I think we like to talk about them in these really thoughtful and eloquent ways. And we try to make them, uh, you know, it's just a lofty thing and abstract thing to think about when the reality is it's not, it's not lofty. It's not really impressive to think about these things or to create a series out of these things. It's just sin and it's just yeah. evil. And we're giving it a platform that it really doesn't deserve so uh that's that's one one thing but yeah so the series is just uh like i said it was created in 2019 but it's just been recently picked up uh by a24 and then a24 the distributing studio out in hollywood uh sold it to uh, amazon prime or licensed it to amazon prime so it's getting a lot of attention now because the series is just now being released in a full season and even before the full season has been released it's already been approved for a season two so So there hasn't been a a date yet for when season two is expected to debut, but it's already in the works. Um, So that's something to to keep in mind, be aware of. But there have been a lot of people uh, on social media, conservative and Christian thinkers who have been. Pretty critical of it so far uh, Hotair.com, their associate editor David Strom uh, He said, I know that the creators Of Has Been Hotel are just trolling for Attention. He said, I also know that civilization Will not stand or fall Based on a stupid R-rated animated Series about hell. Uh, he said But what does it say about our society That one of the largest corporations In the world, with millions of, subs- of Subscribers to its video service Is heavily promoting a series In which heaven's angels are the bad guys?" and Satan is the good guy. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of other criticisms, but I think that was the most poignant and I think is is really something as believers that we should be thinking about. We need to be, I'm not saying that we need to paint Hollywood as all evil and everything Hollywood does is bad, but when Hollywood does do something evil, when there is something that's very spiritually uh, depraved going on, I think as Christians, we have a responsibility to call it out and to not engage in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because there's enough, evil on hollywood without you know we don't need to encourage more of it by being silent on something like this you know you need to speak out and at least in some way whether it's on social media or whatever let it you know your displeasure be known at this because otherwise if it does well or something like that then you're, you're going to see more of this and uh you know well i mean like a lot of us you're probably going to end up tossing your tv out into the trash bin <laughs> uh, i if think this sort of know, keeps one- up
1: well, one good thing that does come from stuff like this is they're great conversation starters, right? We yeah. can we can be around friends and maybe even family members or even acquaintances who are watching stuff like this. And, and they might ask us, hey, have you checked this out? Uh, you know, if it becomes something that's pretty widespread. And then that opens the door, right, for us to have a conversation of say, actually, no, I don't watch this. And let me tell you why I don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, so there is a positive there. It might be a good conversation starter to share the gospel with somebody in a way that you might not otherwise have.
0: Yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. But uh, but I don't re- recommend intentionally using that as a no conversation no, no, no. starter. <laughs> but but if it happens, yeah, you know, walk through the door. Yeah, there you go. All right, Trey, appreciate you putting that one and explaining that um, on the podcast today. We're going to move over to the main thing now, onto a show that has maybe a more accurate representation of scripture, and that is the Chosen. And Trey caught up with Jonathan Rumi to talk about season four of the Chosen, which is coming up. And it's actually going to start in theaters, like it's done before, on February 1st. First couple episodes will be out there. And he opened up about the weight of portraying Jesus and also gave a reaction about learning that his image kind of comes up quick when uh, people mention him, whether they're searching it or whatever, like his image is one that's very much associated with, with our actual Lord and Savior. And so how does he feel about that? And what's his response? So we talk about that and more on today's main thing. If you Google the name Jesus,
1: Hmm. the first picture of a person that comes up is Jonathan Rumi. No, it's not. Is that true? What is, well, one of the first pictures that come up is a picture of you. What is that like knowing so many people associate their savior (laughs) with the actor, Jonathan Rumi?
2: I've never heard that before. Like, I've, that's strange to me. I think that just kind of blew my mind for a second. Um that's I mean it's completely humbling to be even in the same sentence as as Jesus. It's, you know, um but he kind of put me here. So, mm. I, I can't I can't, you know, uh, shy away from from the the association completely. Um there's for me um a sense of mission about what I'm doing and Uh, It happens to be in the form of entertainment, and that's the gifts that I was equipped with by God, I believe. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of just following where he's leading me, and my entire life and career has led me to this point. And what happens going forward and where God puts me and how he develops my career, um, that's up to him. I I just pray to always be complicit in his designs and to not try to... um, Steamroll with my own, you know, hopes and desires. Of course, I have, you know, things that I'd I'd love, the stories I'd love to tell that are outside of the the scope of this time and place and this Mm. epoch, but um, I I don't have attachment to any of it. So uh, I'm I'm just grateful to be in the present, to be here sitting with you talking about season four coming out on February 1st.
1: Yeah. You know, season four is, we know where the story is heading, right? Yes. Uh, So uh, as an actor who also believes in the source material Mm. personally, uh, how do you balance that knowing that you're heading toward the crucifixion, that your character is heading toward death and preparing the disciples as well? How do you balance that in your personal life as an actor?
2: Um, You know, I think one of the things that I try to do when telling the story, given the the time and place of you know for that season four um, takes place, and uh, which is the lead up to Holy Week, essentially, so there are moments where Jesus communicates the future very clearly and plainly to the disciples, and they just they don't get it. So how I how I um, take those moments and consider the weight and the depth of what Jesus is going to go through. um, I have to, as an actor, I have to kind of be careful not to sort of telegraph too much because then I'm also then not present. So as long as I'm present, um, everybody knows, like I don't have to fill in the audience's mind with what's gonna happen. They already fill that in. The emotions of what's gonna happen, they're filling that in themselves and as long as I stay present, um, I, I think that that is my job, uh, personally. As a, as Jonathan, I it's the same thing. I I try not to think too much about the future, um, because then it 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 takes me out of the present. Mm. And even in my my interactions with people, even offset. Um, or, or in a documentary that I just put out um, on Prime called Jonathan and Jesus, we I, I talked to different um, artists and musicians and, and um, you know, leaders, thought leaders and spiritual leaders um, about that very thing and, and how important it is to just be pr- in the present moment and how Jesus must have been the most present person that ever lived to be able to connect with people on such a level that, that you know, we depict in The Chosen, and then when I have fan interactions, and we see them in this docu-series, um, to just be present with the person, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, allow them to, to just express how they feel about, you know, Jesus and me portraying Jesus, and sometimes that line feels a little blurred, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, that, but that's part, of, that's part of this experience, so yeah. um, I think it's important to just, yeah, just, to just be present.
1: Yeah, and as we're rounding out, the last question I want to ask you is actually about the docu-series Mm -hmm. on Prime. What's been the biggest joy maybe in in creating that series for you?
2: I think getting the opportunity to give people that might not watch The Chosen um, the encouragement to ask who Jesus is and then maybe discover The Chosen and then see our story about him playing out and then really give them an opportunity to for their lives to be affected by him
1: well jonathan Rumi, thank you so much for taking some time i appreciate it
2: thanks trey
0: all right trey thanks for that conversation they're always good to hear from a very interesting response uh i don't think you realize that about the uh about the Google, sir. I'm going to Google it right now. What did you say you Googled, Trey?
1: <laughs> I just Googled Jesus, and he's uh, one of the first five or six. If you go into Google Images, images yeah. his picture is one of the first ones that you see, which, yeah, when we're going to release the video a little bit later on our CBN News YouTube channel, you can see he kind of sits back in his chair and just kind of looks up and is clearly kind of stunned about the question, is mm-hmm. thinking about it for a few seconds before he actually answers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of... uh sort of artist renditions. And then and then there's Jonathan Rumi. There he is. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, appreciate you bringing that one, that interview to the podcast today. Always good to hear from him. That's going to leave us with time here for one last thing.
1: We're going to look at James 4, 7. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I thought uh, that was an apt reminder for us, especially yeah. after the focus story in the show that we were talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think sometimes I take it for granted, you know, when you're reading scripture every day and when you're walking closely as you can with the Lord. And you, can, I don't know, I tend to assume that everyone else that's a Christian is doing the same. And, and yeah. I don't know that that's the case. I got to remember where I was earlier in my walk and maybe not doing that. So um, a good reminder on James 4, you know, just submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Just follow everything that he wants you to do. All right, Lord willing, in that creek, don't rise. We shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.